I hope you have your Bibles this morning, and we want to ask the Lord, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to say to us, and how do you want us to respond? And I want to pray this real quick. Lord, we ask that you would allow our hearts to be available to you, to do what you want in us and through us. I hope, Lord, that we are aware that when we invite you to do something in our lives, you always say yes to the invitation. So I ask that we would say yes to your invitation today as you say yes to us. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you would turn to Psalm 67. Again, this is a popular one. And we love it. We like it. Because it makes us feel good when we leave a church service. I love hearing it. It's great. What I want you to do right now is just close your eyes for a second. I'm going to read this over you. Over you. I want to bless you with this and then we'll tackle it. And I just want you to breathe and rest for a minute. May God be gracious to us. And bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the, the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Well, I'll tell you, this was, I would hear this a lot at the end of services. May God be gracious to you and bless you. May his face shine upon you. Who have heard that? It's great, right? We want to, whoa, let's, let's leave in that. And I tell you, when I heard it, I go, what for? I mean, who asks the question like, why a lot when you hear these things? And it's not about doubt. It's so that you can have a deeper understanding of what you're being asked to do here and what's happening May God be gracious to you. May his face shine upon you. Why? I don't, well, why? Is that a fair question? May God be gracious to you. That means his favor. May his favor be upon you. Well, that's cool, right? The worshipers of God, and this is who it's being addressed to. Hey, may God's favor be upon us. Absolutely. May his face shine upon you. What does light do in a dark room? Yeah, what does it do? Exposes, right? You can see what is going on. You can see what's happening in the space. But why does it say, may his face shine upon you? I always thought that was weird. His face shine upon. I mean, it reminds me of when I, now I'm I'm Scottish through and through, and trying to get tan is no picnic, especially in Southern California. You're going at the beach every day, and you're still just white as can be. 
So your friends go, hey, put this oily stuff on. And you can see yourself from space. Your face is all shiny and oily. So when I would hear this, I would go, may his face shine upon you. But what does that mean? Why his face? Why not? May the Lord's light shine upon you. Why his face? I used to get irritated watching these crime shows that would uh, go after a suspect and they would put his wanted poster or whatever on their little chalkboard thing or whatever and like, we're going after this guy and there's no picture of him. Has anyone seen that? It's like, how do, I, how do I know who this guy is if I can't see his face? When we are told, may his face shine upon you, it is the character and identity of Jesus being all over you. May the character and the identity of God shine upon you so that God is seen in you and through you. Now that's a cool start to a passage. May his favor be upon you and may his identity, who he is, his character be upon you. That's a big deal. May he bless you. That's a big deal. It's not just this really nice thing to leave a service for. It is a reality that God makes his face shine upon us, who he is. Why? Just so that we can go, oh, I believe in Jesus and this and that. The light exposes what's there, and God's light exposes everything, good and bad, but doesn't leave us in our stuff. It transforms us, right? Because if the face of God is the identity and character of God, one of his greatest characteristics is that he is a redeemer. And when God's face shines upon us, we see the redemptive love transforming our lives, Does it expose what's bad? Yep. But our response is not to sit in that filth. It is to allow God's light to continue to lead us into the ways of salvation, which we'll see here in a second. For what purpose? Is it just for us? No, it's for all people. May God be gracious unto us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Why? That his ways, that your ways be known on what? Earth. Your salvation among all nations. Notice it says the word all. What do you think God means when he says all? All. When he says all your sins have been forgiven, how many of them? All of them past, present, and future. When he says he wants all people to come to him, what does that mean? All. Here's the truth. We can't comprehend, one, the light of God, and two, the all of God. Because, think about this. I was sitting, I was sitting on my couch next to this window where the sun's coming in. And I'm feeling the light as I'm napping. And I love that feeling. Some of them want it dark. I love it. And I remember saying this. This is the other day. I said, Lord, more. I want more of this. It's so bright. And I kind of felt him like chuckle a bit. He goes, yeah, you would die. (laughs) 
I mean, my light is so great. My glory is so great. And when he says all, that is hard to comprehend. Last week, uh, the staff was given 20 plus prayer requests. That's a, that's a big deal. Normally we get five or six, which is great. But we had two sheets of prayer requests. And we went, whoa, this is a lot. God listens to all of them, of all people, of all time. Right? Our brains, we would, we would die to try and comprehend that. So when he says all, understand the magnitude of that. He wants all nations to see his face shine upon us. He wants all people, all of them, to know his transformational power, his saving, redemptive power. May the peoples praise you, O God. And he repeats, may all the people praise you. Praise. Do we hide our praise under a bushel? No. Well, what does that mean? Right? The Hebrew word for praise is yada, which means literally to throw, to cast. When you have something in your hand and you throw it, you are releasing it. You are surrendering it over. To whatever that objective may be, I don't know. But the action of is you have something and you've thrown it, which means you've let go of it. You've released it. Yes or no? Yes. I wasn't really confident. Yes or no? Yeah, Yeah, thank you. When you cast something, when we cast, we're told to cast our cares before him, upon him we are releasing something. Yes? Something that was ours and now we have released it. Praise. Is giving him everything. But the actual physical picture? See, the Hebrew language is beautiful because it's not about just the concept. It's all about the physical action. It's to actually do this. So when all people praise, it should look like this. Now, I'm not saying this. So more people raise their hands in worship. I am not saying that. What I am saying is that we can no longer repress the praise that is bursting to come out. We can't do it. How will people know how to pray? How will they know to praise if we do not show them? How will people know to take the circumstances in their life and know that every circumstance, no matter how horrible, is the right time to praise? So we go, man, I don't feel like praising today, so it's not the right time. Fooey. It is always the right time to praise because it's always giving God what is his, us. It is always releasing it. This is directed towards the worshipers of God. It is great that when you raised your hand, you said, I love to praise God in my heart. That's fantastic. People need to see what's going on in there. They need to see it modeled. Praise, praise, praise is what you see in this passage. And when we move on, it says, may the nations be glad and sing for joy. Another physical action, may, may the nations be glad and sing for joy. Right? We sing in this place. We sing no matter what. Good day, bad day, mediocre day, we sing praises of joy. 
for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. Now let me tell you, sometimes it doesn't feel like God does that. When you look at the world around us, it does not feel like God is guiding the leaders of our world. Does it feel that way? No. But God doesn't force himself on us, does he? He is guiding us. We're not listening. When I look at the news, I don't see our top two politicians or whatever. I don't see them listening to the guidance of God. They're always at each other's throats, demeaning each other. Schemes. God does not need to do that. He just reveals himself and it reveals everything else. And he says, come step into my presence and you will be transformed. And then in verse 5, may the peoples praise you, O God. May all, that word all, may all the people praise you. <laughs> may all of them praise him. Right? That's we, that, the way, what we would call that in the church is mission work. We want to see everybody praising God. Who models that to them? Who shows them how to do that? The worshipers of God. Better yet, who's going to show our children? I love it. Our children. How will they know how to praise if we don't show them, if we keep it here, if we keep it private? Oh, it's just Jesus and me. Oh man, I can't worship here because people will see me and I've got a weird worship face. It's a sweaty day. God forbid I've got two shades of red on. No, our kids need to see us praise no matter what because God is worthy no matter what. No matter what. And guess what? Everyone is watching, everyone's a people watcher. Our kids watch us. The people around us, the nations around us watch us. And if they don't see the worshipers of God worshiping, what do they think about our God? Not much. Only our God can bring joy in the midst of no hope, according to the world. Only Him. Only our God can love us from beginning to end to finish. Always, unconditionally, no matter what we choose. Only him is worthy to be praised. I'll tell you, one of the heroes in my life is my grandfather, who passed in 2013 and was able to see um, my Gracie before he died. And what I remember is us seeing him. He, he died of Alzheimer's in his, in his uh, assisted living home. And he couldn't remember us. He didn't know our faces. And I remember having Gracie there. And she's young, only barely a year. And we rolled him out. And this was a, a guy who was a pastor who spent his whole life, his whole life, basically trying to lead people into his presence so that we would praise and he couldn't remember anything. He could barely remember my grandmother. But we started singing a song 
that praised God. And he knew every word. And do you know what his posture was? In his wheelchair, can barely move. His mind is gone, but his heart remained. And he was like this. And guess what? My little girl saw that. And every time, every single time she hears the song, because this was at his funeral and everything, bless the Lord, oh my soul, bless the Lord. She's like this. She may not know why, but it was modeled for her by someone who only knew one thing. Everything was taken for him. But you cannot take the love of God and the love he has for us and we have for him from anybody. Death can take our bodies. It cannot take the love of God. Nothing can. How dare we hide it? We cannot hide it. If a little girl who's two years old can go, bless the Lord, and every time she takes a nap, KTIS is on, and when, when the bless the Lord comes on, it sounds like someone's killing her. She freaks out. I'm serious. I run down, panicked, and she goes, it's bless the Lord. It's sad when we live in a day where there is more praise at a baseball game when somebody hits a home run going, <laughs> and not in our churches, not in the places where the people of God are worshiping God. It's a home run every time with Jesus. Man, that sounds so cliche and lame. But it's true. And he's worthy. And listen to this. If that happens, if we model that, the face of God, the light of his face shining upon us, says in verse 6, then the land will yield its harvest and God, our God, will bless us. And God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth will fear him. And this is not a ah, kind of fear. It's a, this kind of fear of awe and reverence. And this is what blessing means. To be blessed means to be on your knees. That's what it means. To fear God is like this, not like this. It's like this. And we have the privilege to praise him. We have the privilege to let everything in us that wants to burst, to burst. Guess what? You got a great practice room here. Praise is not meant for just the, the safety of these walls. It's the way we live our life with Christ. The greatest impacts of my life were people that modeled what it meant to love Jesus to the very last breath, even when everything on the outside looked like it was taken from them. But Jesus is the last breath they take on this earth. Jesus, I want, I want to live like that. But what happens when it's hard? I can't, I can't lift my hands. I can't, I can't lift them. I don't have anything left in the tank. Well, God has a remedy to that too. Look to your left and right. In chapter 17 of Exodus, Moses is facing, and the Israelites are facing the Amalekites. And he is told he has to hold his hands up. And as long as he can hold those hands up, they will lose. The Amalekites will lose and the Israelites will win. But he got tired and when his arms would drop, they would, they would begin to lose. And then when they would go up, they'd begin to win. But he kept getting tired. And guess what? His brothers showed up. 
Aaron and her, and they, hold, they held those arms up. And if that's you and you're tired, look around you. The body of Christ is not meant to sit in great buildings and declare his name and have it stay in the building. We are to go out there. We are to show how much we love God. We don't need to be preachy. We don't need to say, hey, if you don't accept Jesus, you go to hell. That's not relational. And when our brothers and sisters are hurting, we raise their arms up and we praise together. And the world will see and the world will know the power and the love of God in ways they have not seen it in their time. I could care less about politics. I could care less about those kind of agendas. I care about the love of God being manifested in his people in a way others cannot deny it. For those who worry about politics, don't. Just keep praising, and you will see the landscape of politics change. If you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, pray into it. But at the same time, praise God for now because we have breath now, which means there's always hope and there's always possibility. And when we do that, when we do that as a family, when we do that as parents, our kids see it and they become worshipers of God, of a new generation that knows how to praise God in joy and in suffering. It covers everything. And then every time is the right time. There is no, I need the right motivation. I need, well, the, you know, it's really tough right now. I don't feel like it. Too bad. I mean, I, re- I remember growing up, I hate homework. Anyone hate homework? Growing up? I hated it. <laughs> I knew it was good for me. I knew it helped me learn, it would help me grow, but I didn't want to do it because it took energy. And when I didn't feel like it, when I've been in school all day, guess what's the last thing you want to do? Take school home. But I remember, it was especially in chemistry class. The hardest part was starting the homework. And when I was able to start it, then I began to get into it. And then I was fascinated. And then I was learning. And then... I didn't think about the discomfort. I didn't think about my situation. I was like, whoa, this is cool. And when I finished it, I was like, Sometimes we don't feel like praising God. Praise him anyway, and he will lead you into the holy of holies where you forgot about the challenge of getting there. You just know that you're there, and you're grateful, and people are watching. Many lives that are transformed through our lives are ones we probably didn't know. I can think of several people that don't know who I am that God has used to help transform my life. Because people are watching and they need to see us praising God in every situation. We're a little too over-aware of ourselves. Now, again, I'm not saying once I say amen and worship starts, hey, raise your hands. Just don't deny yourself the opportunity to allow praise to burst out. If it's raising your hands, throw them out there. If it's some other way, fine. But do not allow yourself to repress any longer 
what God wants to birth out of you. Amen. I like that. Say that again, Gary. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So in closing, I want to bless you with this passage. And as we go into our offering, giving is the way we praise. When we go to the banqueting table today next to a pond, it's a way we praise. When we dunk people (laughs) through the waters of baptism, man, is that a way we praise. And guess what? There will be people watching. And it's not about faking anything. It's about allowing what God has revealed in your heart to be birthed out of you. I waited a long time before I allowed God to do that. And once he did, I felt free because he's worthy to be praised. So if you would just hold your hands out as a symbol. We do this every day. Physical things to symbolize what's going on in here. And that's why we come to church, right? We're coming to a place, we're doing something physical in order to emote and allow what's in us to be seen. So I say this to you, the worshipers of God. May God be gracious to you and bless you. And make his face shine upon you that his ways may be known on earth and his salvation through us among all nations. Bless us, Lord. Bless the tithes and offering that are given to you out of faith because you are worthy worthy, and it's an act of worship and praise. We love you. In Jesus' name.
just sing out the song of you are my source. You're never ending. You never have an end. You're infinite, God. You are amazing, God. Let's sing that out to him. You're my source, never ending. You're my life. You're never lacking. You're 